Wonderful listeners of Sweet Melodies 94.3 FM. I'm blessed to be in the studio um, with a very august man of God, um, Reverend Israel Duke Akon of Living Praise International, Takradi. Uh, you're welcome, sir. Thank you, dear. Um, please tell us about yourself, uh, where you were born, where you grew up. <laughs> We'd like to know it all. Second, Takradi. Mm. And then taken over with my mother to Liberia. Wow. And then back to Terma. And then from Terma came back around 1966 to Takradi. And uh, schooled in Terma partly and then back to uh, Takradi, schooled in Terma. And raised up, or schooled in Takradi, raised up, went through to the secondary level. And then from there, Right after that, came to be with the family business. We were bakers. Oh wow! Really? So when I bake bread for you, you love it. Now you love it. <laughs> I mean, really trained to do everything about bakery. Wow! So right from secondary school, joined my mother, and then we started doing that bakery business. And God really blessed us. Wow. Trained to do it. But once I was there baking, the call of God was upon my life. Mm. And then, thank God, like I said, Bishop came in, saw me, someone who loves God, and then goes out from with the tears of Jesus at the same time with the Assemblies of God Church. The tears was a fellowship. So, okay. um, when um, Bishop, the late Bishop, came around and he asked us, to be part of his life, to raise us up. He raised us up from that time till date. And uh, there were a lot of things he taught us personally. He would sit down with you and then he would tell you things. And one of the things he did that helped us was that he buys a book mm. and he gives it to you. Oh, wow. And he tells you 10 to the back of the book, you will see that the preacher or the writer recommends another book, go for that book. So that's how he taught us, and he made bookworms out of us. And uh, we also gave it up to people. But what I would say is that Reverend Israel Dukakun mm -hmm. was raised by Bishop George Ferguson Lane. Wow. When he came in, I was there in tears, and uh, Reverend of Oswald Nunu also was there. He taught me the rudiments of Christianity, and then Bishop took over from that point, mm -hmm. and then, by God's mercy and grace, raised us to where we are today. Mm. But let's go back. Um, when did you give your life to Christ? I came to know the Lord in 1977. Apparently, in the middle school then mm -hmm. God has been so good I partially sort of committed my life to Christ but it wasn't real Okay. so we were then in the Methodist church All right. and one morning I went to church very early sat in the chapel waited for people to come in mm -hmm. so I started reading the book of Revelation so when I read through and realized what was going to come upon the face of the earth. I got so frightened. Wow. So the question was, so how do I escape? How mm -hmm. do I get out of this? Because it was so real. Mm. So it started hunting me all mm. along. It was there. And I was, I was like, I come to church, but my life has been the same. Mm. And here, in the book of Revelation, this thing is going to come upon the face of the earth. Yes. So how do I escape? Mm. So one Sunday morning, I remember, on my way back to Methodist Church, on my way, I saw the Assemblies of God's Church. So I just turned. I said, no, instead of going to Methodist, let me go. And I got there. Oh, my goodness. There was joy in the atmosphere. Mm. I turned and went in. I so much love to be there came back home, that joy was there. But still, that question has not been answered. Mm. 
how do I get out of that? Then one evening, whilst I was at the shop sell, selling the bread at mm. the bakery, there were two gentlemen who came from a Simpson Court Church. One of them, is it a Friday or so? They came in, and that day, it was a divine encounter because we had closed. Mm-hmm. I had to lock the door. Mm-hmm. But whilst I was sitting in the room, I closed my eyes, but I could see some people coming, telling me I should wait. So I said, ah. Wow. So I waited. My cousins were like, ah, wouldn't you close the door? We've closed the main door. And whilst we were there, two gentlemen came in. They said, yes, also for, they just came. So, hey, Master, we were just coming to buy bread. So we're in a hurry. And I said, I saw you coming. Wow. And so I waited. So they were like, how does he? I said, whilst I was here, I saw some people coming. I was just kneeling on our, our counter. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you people coming. I said, ah, I said, yes. So when they entered, one of them was curious because he saw a cardboard, a white paper cardboard with pictures on it. I was um, I'm drawing the picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So he asked a question, do you know this man? I said, well, he's the son of God and I was blah, blah, blah. I was making noise. And he asked a question. Do you know that he's the savior of your soul? And that hit me. Mm. And I said, no. And I said, he died for you. Mm. That you man go to hell. Wow. He paid it all for you. So he left me there. He talked to me. And he said, if you give your life, your heart to him, mm-hmm. you will be turned around. If sincerely you will, and so I said, I will. So he led me, but still I was having doubts. Mm. How can me be forgiven all of my wickedness and those mm. who mm. So they went after witnessing. I went home. I went up, closed the door. And that night, as soon as I hit my bed, my head hit my pillow. I started weeping and crying. I cried that night like a baby. The conviction of my sin was so heavy. Mm. I cried and cried. I mean, God made me see who I was. Mm. So I cried that night. So I cried and said, Lord, can I be forgiven? Look at my life, the wickedness, the dirty life I've lived. And so whilst I was crying... I fell off and I slept. Whilst I was sleeping, the Lord came visiting with me. Wow. I saw someone come in and the man came in. It was like still I was in the dream yeah. crying and pleading that I should be forgiven because okay. and the man came in and said, You are forgiven. I said, Who told you? <laughs> How did you know that I'm forgiven? This dirty life. And the man said, if you don't believe me, the one who sent me is here. So he pulled aside a curtain and I saw the Lord. Wow. For the first time in my life, the Lord looked at me and he smiled and he knew that it's yes, you are forgiven. Wow. My goodness. There was real joy in my heart. I got up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was a changed person. I was telling everybody that the Lord showed himself to me tonight. Wow. My sins are forgiven. Let me tell you, the family, they didn't believe me. <laughs> I was a quack. And they wouldn't even call me and ask me at all, what would you eat? But since from that time, they saw the change in me. Mm. And they started now consulting me. Can you imagine that they will cook and then give whatever is left to me. Or sometimes you wouldn't have it. But now they call me and said, Asafun, what will you eat? Hmm. What you will tell us is yeah. the food we're going to cook. I said, hey, So there and then, I decided to leave, right? Hmm. But then still there was some amount of doubt. 
So when I turned into Assemblies of God, yeah. that day again, they gave the altar call. I went in again. And the Reverend Apiki led us to Christ again. There I realized that the man who came to witness to me at first yeah. is an Assemblies of God church. Oh, okay. okay. So, oh, God, you are good. So from then on, joined the tears of Jesus and we were taught the rudiment of faith and I started growing mm -hmm. from the church okay. growing and they could see a great distinction between the old life and the new life mm. because there were many things I was doing which were so heinous they were so heinous but because I was led by mm. the Lord and then raised up I saw my life changed wow. from that time on. And my uncles, my aunties, my, 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 my loved ones really saw a change in me. And so from then, they started calling me Osofu, 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 because ordinarily they wouldn't have because of the background. <laughs> that you were coming from. Uh, 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 uh. And my, one of my uncles calls me snake on the grass. My uncle gave me a name. Sometimes when he asks me a question and answer, my uncle will shout that, mm, John. Meanwhile, my name is not John. <laughs> because he wants me to, to know that I'm not being honest. Wow. So he started calling me John, John, until he himself realized I've been saved. Wow. He changed calling me John. Wow. wow. So did you, did you stop going to the Methodist church and then uh, yes. continue with the Assemblies of yes, God? Yes, I continue from there because... Um, from the assemblies, that is where I was taught how to read the Bible, to pray, and uh, witness, and to live the Christian life. That is mm. where I got the, the, the rudiments mm. of Christianity. Mm. Mm. And those days, um, how important to you was the, the learning of how to live as a Christian? We were, in fact, uh, Reverend Pekke of Blessed Memory got our attention to him. I His see. messages was we should get ready. Mm -hmm. We should get ready for heaven. So we were taught that we must live our lives in readiness for the coming of the king. Wow. It was about almost mm. something years back. Mm. He would preach about heaven. Mm. And the purity of heaven. Mm -hmm. So our focus was on heaven. All right. Get souls, mm. get to heaven. Mm. So we were living in readiness for heaven and how to get our lives pure. And that was our focus because we realized that in this world, if we mess up, mm. the rapture comes. Mm. 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 And that is when we, we were singing those days when we all go to heaven. Where the day of it, we were those songs were, were they were just jeering us on mm. to live right to go to heaven, mm. even though we were reaching out to the people, we were just ready mm -hmm. not to live any lifestyle which does not merit our call as Christians. So wow. it was so important to us to learn, to learn. Mm. so we were taught. Wow. Thank God for the Sunday school materials of our sins of God. We were taught in tears of Jesus. We were taught. We were going every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Sunday morning. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday, Friday and, Sunday. and Sunday morning. Wow. And after, after Sunday morning, you have to go to the hospital or strict evangelism, whatever. So we were, that is, we were just into the word of God. Hmm. You have to share you have to train somebody, you have to raise somebody. So oh. that was where we realized that eating the word of God must be part of our lives. And a habit, of course. I see. I see. So at which point um, did you decide that you wanted to go into ministry? In fact, the, 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 the joy of reaching out to soul was so much in my heart. Mm -hmm. But then I wasn't ready for ministry yet. <laughs> I wanted to work as a Christian. But the more I get in for the Lord, mm. the more the desire to do something for the Lord started mm. growing. That's right. So, in 1983, that is when 
I was inducted and sent to the village, one of the villages in Shama district. Okay. Even that I wasn't to full time ministry yet. Okay. We were just doing the part time. But I remember one night my late bishop came in, we had a crusade mm. and then after the crusade I was told you would take care of the church. And I said, Well, I will. So when they had left in the evening, we went for an evening service. Mm-hmm. And that is when God opened my eyes and gave me the burden to stay in the village and to be with the people. So wow. from that time on, I said, Yes, Lord, I will. Because always I wanted to come back to town. town. Mm. But that night, whilst we were in church in the village, praising God, I started crying. I saw the need to stay. So from that on, mm-hmm. I sat down. I would give myself to the Lord. So gradually, I was gravitating towards getting into ministry. Okay. Because I've been trained and raised by my, mm. my late bishop. So he knew I was going to go into ministry fully. Okay. But then I looked at it. Uh, uh, basically, Christ, you do you stay in the village? <laughs> How do you, what will you get what when you stay in the village? But when God opened my eyes, mm. I loved it staying back in wow. the village. Mm. And that is where God fully gave me the, 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 that nod and desire. And he gave me the grace to take up from that village, from, from there. From there, I see. Now, uh, um, let me ask this. Um, what was it that you were taught in those days that gave you the burden for, 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 for ministry to do the work of God? We were just exposed to souls in the mm. of Jesus. Okay. We were walking about with a founder, Reverend, Reverend Yamwa, and mm-hmm. Oxford Nunu was the one who took up from him. Mm-hmm. You walk about with him in town. And also, when you sees a gathering people, young men or whatever, he just tell you, stand there. I will pray for you. Let's preach. So you'll be there all of a sudden. Then you, stand, you see people standing in front of you preaching. Wow. Because we were told that souls are going to perish. Mm-hmm. Not Jesus Christ. So every opportunity that is given to preach had to be taken. You. So Reverend Yama will tell you, fire. Wow. He sees people gathered at station mm-hmm. waiting for a car. Mm-hmm. He just looks around and said, okay. He finds the, one the next car come. Okay. Take five minutes. He'll be there praying in, the, praying in tongues. And whilst you're, you are preaching. You are preaching. How old were you around this time? At that time, we were about between 16, 17, thereabout. Wow. And you have to preach. You preach in the market, wherever. When he sees people gathered together and you're walking <laughs> with him, you have to preach. Wow. Oh, yes. Impromptu, you have to preach. <laughs> so we were going for dawn broadcast, going to hospitals, schools. Mm-hmm. That is how we really were taught the importance of a soul. Okay. And that is what kept us going every blessed day because we were trying at the tick of the clock mm. a soul dies and goes to hell wow and 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 over the years how have you managed to keep this passion and this burden for for souls and for people when that was planted in us mm. mm-hmm. individually we wake up at dawn or have personal all nights at park you alone in the dark <laughs> praying and praying, praying for anointing to be anointed so they can go at dawn preach. Wow! Then you go to school. So sometimes we'll you are in school. You go and have personal night on the park, pray mm-hmm. and pray, and then from there you just go and you sing behind people. Some will just not mind you, but you go into the quarters, go to places, and then preach because you want to affect people, and that kept us going because mm. that's what we were trained for. Okay. And so gradually, it gave me a heart, always wanting to devise means to get people saved. Wow. That is it. So it became part of me sharing the gospel on buses wherever, Mm. wherever you go. I just want to share the gospel, want Mm. to give tracts out every moment 
every day the opportunity given I just want to sometimes people tell me also for come and then be the chairman of the word and I said on one condition if I'll be allowed from five minutes to preach before the wedding takes off and I, are they, uh, what they call it. Are you serious? Reception. Mm-hmm. That. Even I, at the wedding reception. Oh, and sometimes five people be talk, talking. By the time I finish preaching, those who come around to me. Everybody's come. Wow. Wow. I, I see. Because, I mean, 16, 17 years and you're being told fire at any place and you, you can preach. And, and how... Uh, 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 right now, how would I say this? Um, what would you say is your passion in ministry currently? But to make disciples. Mm. Disciple making is the most important thing now. Mm. It's my passion now and I'm doing everything. In fact, in the church, that is what we have switched into. Okay. To become a disciple making church and now that's my passion. Mm. Why, why, why discipleship? Yeah, we taught discipleship, but we did not teach people to make disciples. Mm. That means you made disciples, but you didn't teach. But we don't teach them the art of making disciples. All right. It's an art. Yes. It is an intentionality. Mm-hmm. A person knows that I'm being raised not just to sit in the church. The next person that comes into the door. I am supposed to. He must be taught how to reach others. Wow. That's awesome. It's, that sort of like ensures continuity that's of it, the gospel. That's it, that's it. So that what you have heard is like Paul, what Paul said, that what thou hast heard of me uh, uh, from faithful men, you also commit thou unto faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So it's like moves on from this, like the baton, handing over from here that's to here to here. What are some of the difficulties that you have faced? As a minister of God. Ministry mm-hmm. is such that God grows you as you go along. Okay. There are some things you will not know it instantly. Mm-hmm. Even God will want you, will have you do it again till you get it. Okay. And one of the things the Lord taught me is that certain wisdom for ministry, you won't get it from books. Mm. Lord said it will come out of the problem in the life of the flock. You're saying something. In other words, when there's a problem that comes from the flock's life, mm-hmm. that's where God opens you up to see. see. So as you go through it and then help them come out, God leaves you with wow. deposits of wisdom. You realize that. Wow. For this, I wouldn't have been able mm, mm. for the thoughts that came. Mm-hmm. That is how God grows us. I see. So, if as a pastor, you always want to really get to the background, the problem of the flock, mm-hmm. there are certain wisdom in your pastoral ministry, you will not get it. I see. That is how God trains you as a pastor and every minister. Mm. So, sometimes it's difficult because the problem that comes. It's, it's beyond you. It's beyond you. Mm. But by the time you realize God has enabled you to mm-hmm. go through with it. I see. And then human beings don't transform overnight. <laughs> they are not like a machine where you remove a part and fix it. No. Mm. You grow with them in their problem. There are certain problems it takes some years to get out of the life of that person. As the person matures, mm-hmm. certain problems begin to lose its grip over their lives. Okay. The more baby-like they are, the more problems begins to press them. Down. Okay. So Christians who grow and mature mm-hmm. begin to see that certain problems just live imperceptibly. Mm. They don't know how it how it left, but it's just left because they grew. Wow. And when. You have to live with people in their problems. Sometimes it's difficult. Mm. And sometimes after living with them and they are okay, they tell you, thank you. I've seen another greener pastures. Wow. They, they desert you. Mm. 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 And the Lord makes you to know that maybe you finish with a person or that is how you have to learn. Mm. So now you find, you find out that You've gone through with him now that he's okay. He's in church C. Wow. There's nothing you can do about it. No. And that's why you must grow 
a heart to love them but not to grow bitter. It's normal. Mm. Wow. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. People you've gone through shame with, they will leave sometimes. It's normal. Wow. But the pain and the hurt and the regrets, if you are not careful, you will not open up, up again to, to anyone else. Mm. But you must be ready because, listen, David, if David were to be living in his house, mm-hmm. the bear wouldn't have come. No, 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 no. It was because of the flock that the bear came. That is right. It was because of the flock that the, the lion You're came. saying something. All those things came because he was taking care of the flock. That's right. And we get certain attacks because of the flock. Okay. But David continued taking mm. care of them. Mm. He was so... Um, committed in taking care of them. Mm. And we as pastors, mm. as ministers, we work with the people God has given us. Mm-hmm. Their problem sometimes Raps off. affects us. Mm. Yes. Certain problems weighs us down. Yeah. And if you don't get them off and mm. give it to the Lord and carry it, sometimes you would carry unnecessary burden which you can't carry. Wow. Yes. And so you would go through certain problems which they are going through, coupled with the ministry challenges itself. Sometimes the devil comes at you to get you discouraged. Yeah. And at the same time, people you are ministering to seem not to understand. They expect so much from you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would want to blame you mm. for the blame game. You would have it because they came looking at you as a solution box. They didn't know that God, by and through teaching, will help them to grow. Mm. And there are some people who wouldn't want to grow. They would want to literally carry them and carry their burden, mm. and you can't do that. Wow. You have to carry them and take them to the inn, the church, and pay a price for them to be healed. And certain prices you need to pay, irrespective of who they are. Do it because that's why God brought you there. And so you wow. realize that these, diffic- these difficulties um, is spiritual, it's interpersonal relationship. Mm hmm. You have your own fund to take care to of. To think about. The community you have to add. Mm-hmm. So it comes in various ways. But through is it through, through it all, mm-hmm. God always brings you up. Wow. And he strengthens and he protects you. So for the challenges of ministry, as the ministry grows, new ones come. <laughs> Yes, the, wow. the, the ministry is like a hospital. Okay. Today you deliver somebody, his, she's doing fine, comes next month, a particular problem comes yes. with a new convert. Wow. So the problem does not see the challenges go up, but God toughens you as you go. But, uh, 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 Bishop Israel, let me ask you how, as a minister, how have you handled rejection? I will call it rejection. Somebody that you've been with, you've helped, you've counseled, you've passed it over the years. And then after they, they are okay and then they leave. How, how, how do you deal with those who leave you? I mean, though, yeah. Yes. Um, one of the things you must realize is that sometimes in relationships, some people have to leave your life for new people to come in. Oh, really? Sometimes they dance ceremoniously and unceremoniously. Hmm. I mean, there are people you have suffered with them. You've trained them. Mm-hmm. They live your life mm-hmm. just like that. No ketsy, no nothing. They no. meet you in town and mm-hmm. they, they, they behave as if they don't know you. Wow. Oh, yes. But what you have to learn is that you as a shepherd, hmm. The flock you have, naturally, some of them die. Mm. Some of them stray. Some of them are bought. Mm. But still, you work 
in there. Wow. So those things brings pain. Yeah. Hurts and regrets. Sometimes if you're not careful, it stays with you for years. It does stay with you because you meet him or her and he it pretends as if doesn't know you. Doesn't know you and even has not repented. And you must do something. You must resolve. Mm-hmm. One of the things you must do is you must resolve with yourself that I am going to stay loving mm-hmm. no matter what, whatever they do, mm-hmm. I've decided to love them. Wow. Because if you allow them to be misbehave, they will keep hurting you. So you have to resolve that I will meet Kojo anytime I meet Kojo. This is what he does. Okay. I am prepared to love him anyhow. Despite. Even if he pretends I'm not there. Mm-hmm. If he despises, I was told. Mm-hmm. You see, Kojo, how are you? And you, the response is so cold. Stay your head up. Okay. Because if you are not careful, you will be killed by the hurt and the pain which gets into your heart. Many ministers get sick because of the rejection. Mm. Since the Lord taught me, there are many cases in my life. I have taken decision, resolved not to fight, but to love them. I see. Something interestingly, the more you love them, the more it breaks them down. I see. Yes, it breaks them down. And then it begins to make them compose because they realize that you are relaxed. Mm. Formally, I also get tensed up. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and uh, they look at me and they realize that I am in a defensive mood. But these days they see me in a relaxed mood. And for that matter, they are impacted upon. They see it. And so you have to resolve on all cases. Talk to God about it. Mm. And tell him to heal you. Tell God, Lord, I am hurting. Sissy did, did this. Come mm. not did that. Mm. And the Lord will give you the grace and the strength to be able to handle them. So you must resolve. Don't okay. leave it hanging. All right. You must take a decision that I would walk in love towards them. This person. Yes. Mm. Toward this person, that person, that pastor. Take that decision mm. and always pray for them. Wow. You must pray for them and seek ways and means to reconcile even though they might not come back mm-hmm. try to build that friendship again i see yes you must do that you will need them and they will need you in the future even though they are not in your life in the future you will need them so when you do that it grooms you it builds you up mm. and now it gives them the confidence now to come to you when they meet you the next time okay to realize that you are caring you are not defensive you haven't got that revengeful attitude. Mm. You see that relaxed mood wow. that you That's carry. Wisdom. That's wisdom. You carry. Yeah. Initially, it wasn't easy. Mm. It wasn't easy. But when God helped me how to resolve on cases and issues, and sometimes you need to humble yourself. Mm. Yes. Mm. Bishop, why do you do that? Still go down. Mm. Yes. Because mm. the scripture says we should esteem others better. better. And ourselves, so put them, give them the the, the upper hand, mm. and you calm down. When you calm down, they also calm down because they see you. You're not in a defense mood, in a, a defensive mood, mood or a, a situation or a disposition. Mm. You see them and you greet them with love in your heart. Listen, mm. love has power to bring down the structures of pride. Wow, that's wonderful. Bishop, will you share, can you share some experiences that you've had in ministry that impacted your life so much? There, there is this brother of mine. I helped. I did many things for him. But when he came, he was not happy with what I did. And uh, for her attitude I got bitter mm. and in addition to that another brother who is in the church also did something and that got me more bitter mm. and for a month two, three, six months every morning I have to ask forgiveness mm. for God because 
the whole thing seems so fresh in me. Wow. And it affected me to the extent that I nearly had problem with my mind. Wow. There was pain when I preach or I shout. There was pain in my mind. Wow. So I asked myself, why should I allow hmm. their attitude yes. to hurt my life? So I decided to let go wow. and then save myself. Wow. And that brought about the healing. You were serious. In my mind. Wow. Because I got bitter. Mm. Heart was pounding and all that. When I'm preaching, sometimes there's pain. Wow. Literally, there was real pain in my mind. Wow. I could feel it. It developed because these two persons were negative towards me. Hmm. I failed to handle it because I couldn't handle it. I thought it was too much. Hmm. But when I learned how to forgive and to resolve, mm. it healed. Wow, what a testament. So then I realized that I would have easily allowed myself to be destroyed by the bitterness and the hurt that came into my life. Mm. So right from there and then, I wouldn't give an inch to it. When it happens, I just throw it off. I know that if I allow it, it opens the old sore or wounds. So with that it helped me to maintain a good attitude mm. towards people who inflict pain on you trying to despise you i'm so i'm ready i'm so down to earth and ready to just embrace them and sometimes they, they are surprised the way i respond to them but i have to learn it through that hard way um Bishop, let me ask you why does god um decide to teach us some of these things through, I mean, the hard way. Now, it comes the hard way because we failed mm -hmm. to build the foundations of our life upon the strength of the Word of God. Mm. Now, if you build the foundation of your spiritual life on the Word of God mm -hmm. and act upon it, mm -hmm. it trains you and makes you ready. But if you don't, and you come against it, hmm. it is like a surprise. Yeah, you are not expecting it. Got it. All right. When your spiritual muscles are developed, hmm. it comes by day by day, obedience to the word of God. We have spiritual muscles. Hmm. And so when your spiritual muscles are developed, mm -hmm. it makes you ready. And when situation comes, no wow. matter how it is, Jesus said, your life will be like that. The man who built it's a house like on, a rock. on a rock. So they will come. They will come against you, but you will not fall. Mm. You'll be able to stand. People look at you and mm. wonder how you made it. Mm. So if we don't build our lives upon the day-to-day -day obedience of the, the word, word of, of God. God, we don't have inner strength. Wow. Inner strength comes when you obey the word of God. Where the word of God says forgive, instantly learn to do that. Okay. If you begin to pile up hurts mm -hmm. and unforgiveness, mm -hmm. you know what you are doing to your mm -hmm. spirit? You expose your spirit to weakness. Those things that will strengthen your spirit. No. You've I thrown see. away. Wow. The milk of the word has been thrown away. Wow. And those hurts and bitterness mm -hmm. weakens your spirit okay. and exposes you to the enemy's attack. I see. And so, in very early age in every Christian's life, mm -hmm. he must be taught to obey scriptures. Sometimes, obeying might make you look like a fool. Exactly. And being a fool is better. Mm. But becoming mm. wise in your own eyes, eyes makes mm. you a fool rather. Okay, okay. That's some wisdom. So it's better to look like you're a fool and end up obeying God. That's it. Than being wise in your own eyes and disobeying God and that makes you a fool. Yes. I remember well, there was a time we, we, we were, we were the, the, the tabs were not flowing. Mm -hmm. We went to fetch water. We had to line up our buckets in the queue. And then 
a lady had his bucket in front of mine. I just have, I had just one bucket, but she had a lot of them. People came from his house, her house, to they, add their buckets. And I saw I them. know that. And so <laughs> she was doing it, and uh, I looked at her. There was a guy whose bucket was behind mine. The guy looked at me, and he was boiling up. <laughs> How he wishes it was him. And meanwhile, while she was fetching the water, she was making faces and looking at me. And quietly and gently, she finished fetching the water. She finished, definitely. And I fetched mine, and this guy fetched his. And then he said, where do you go to church? I said, no, not church. It is Christ. Who me. me. Wow. He followed me to church. Wow. And saved, and saved wow. Lord seriously. Through that... Oh, he got saved and served the Lord serious. I didn't say anything to him, but he followed me. I did not witness. I just told him that it's Christ because he saw what was going on. Mm. How I've allowed myself to become a fool. I could just pick her through her <laughs> and fetch your water. Being the one who would um, um, would would stand and to give to testify. testimony. Yeah, but I didn't do it. So he was trying to find out what made me so. Mm. Mm. And I said, it's the word of God. Hallelujah. If I had fought her, I would have lost that testimony. Which God you say. Wow. So he looked at me and he followed me to church. What a, what a testimony. Saved, served the Lord seriously. Oh. He realized that, oh, there's something else. So in ministry, mm-hmm. people must eat the word. And listen, until you are exposed to a test, a challenge, mm-hmm. to give you the opportunity to apply the word of God, you will not grow. It is the application of the word of God in every given circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yes, sometimes somebody does something, you feel like behaving in a way. Mm-hmm. You look at the word of God. But because we take this giant for granted, I mean, he's a fool. I must show him. No, you mustn't show him. You must let Christ come out. Paul said, even though I live not I, but Christ that lives in me. It's not easy. It is not easy building that life upon the word of God. Yeah. Sometimes you see people you've helped and then pastor friends and it's like you are nothing. Wow. You have to maintain your uh, your, your composure, okay, and then learn to behave right, mm. not get bitter. Sometimes okay. you be tempted to get bitter, yeah, but always learn to pray for them and bless them. That is how you grow, and it's not easy. And the more your spiritual muscles grow, mm-hmm. the more you are able to endure things, yeah, and to the utter amazement of people, they of will others. You an angel. You are not an angel. It is something you've learned to grow in. Mm. Because sometimes you have the right of your will. Mm. You must be a person. You can do whatever yeah. you want to do. But then you look at God's word. When I lose this testimony, can I be able, can I get the opportunity to fix wow. it? No, you wouldn't get it. So keep that testimony and let look like a fool. But at the end of it all, you will win. I see. What a beautiful testimony uh, uh, from Bishop Israel Duke Akon. And I, you know, sometimes I hear pastors say these things and you wonder. I mean, everybody will think that I'm a fool. But I mean, this testimony is very powerful. That after uh, uh, the woman had fetched her buckets of water, I'm sure she, she felt that she has been very smart. Yeah. Yes, she's gotten more water. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, you were going to fetch only a bucket. And sometimes they will fetch and the, 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 the well will run dry. So this guy behind me was angry because he knows that when it runs dry, they would have to wait. We'll have to wait. But so wow. he was getting agitated. I said, take it easy. We'll get but it. I mean to win a soul out of something as simple as that. If you had lost your anger, uh, uh, push this woman away. You could even have been branded an abuse. No, I mean, abusive person. Yes. You could have done better than that. 
Wow. <laughs> but 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 tell me, um since you with the passing away of Bishop Lane, you took over Living Praise Chapel International Ministries. What are some of the things that you have come to see in ministry? <laughs> uh, I, I never knew that Daddy was going to leave us. Hmm. No, 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 no. Nothing showed that Daddy was going to leave us. So when Daddy left for two solid years, I came to the office and uh, I just sit down and then look at his files and ask myself, where do we go from here? Wow. There was no notes given to you. Hmm. All he did was he had prepared you. That's it. He's taught you. Hmm. Like he said, if he's gone, you should be able to do. So, for two years, wow. I come to the office and uh, I'm there running ministry, normal, like that. But deep down you were. Uh, hmm. I'm lost. Wow. I'm lost. So, some of the times you pray, you'll be there, and then God drops a thought. Mm. Mm. And then it helps you because the vision is there. But how to go about it? Yes. Daddy, what to do? I should be able to connect with mm. and then continue, continue what he left off. And gradually, gradually, here a little, there a, a little. little. Ah. It's like sometimes a whole man's like, Yes, you have an activity this is going on, but there's something which must hook up, mm. must hook up with something mm. along where that it left off mm -hmm. so that you can continue. Yeah. So that you know that you are on the same path. Yes, because mm. the vision and the mission statement is there and all that. Gradually, here a little, there a little, here a little, started finding our feet. And sometimes you are not sure. But God, you'll be there in the night. Mm -hmm. You'll be on bed. And your wife is asleep. Everybody's asleep, but you are not asleep. I dance in bed. Mm -hmm. And then, as you begin to think about something, then God begins to download to you. Wow. And you get up, you pick pen and paper, you begin to write. And it excites you, you write, and you wish the, the day we break early so they can go to the office and then begin to do that. And so here and there, gradually God began to bring me to the place where gradually I can fit in. And there I realized that you don't copy people. Hmm. That is God. I can copy and do anything. And hmm. But God said something specifically. I have to make sure that that which for that for which he called him mm -hmm. and given to us, we would gradually, a mm. step at a time, fit into it wow. and take it to the next level. Wow. So it hasn't been easy. Mm. It hasn't been easy because that is that you raised the stakes very high. very high. The pedestal was high. That you raised the stakes mm. very high. Mm. Everything about ministry, and 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 so. Thank God because he taught us. Mm. And those times he was leaving us, he was gradually doing that. Wow. And then God's grace helped us to gradually come up. We are still climbing. Mm -hmm. We have a lot to <laughs> We have a lot to bring to bear. Okay. You would have to start. You do it. No, no, no. Throw it away. And then you, you find that something is coming from scripture. Yeah. The spirit of God is guiding you. Yeah. You pick it, you fix it in. And, and it, works. it works. Wow. And so gradually, Daddy has left us the foundation, the pattern. Mm. We are building on it here okay. a little, there a little. We are not in a rush. Okay. Yes. Sometimes it's not easy. But mm. when everything is fitted into place, mm. then you can run. Okay. As a baby, you learn to crawl mm -hmm. from the crawling stage. You begin to walk okay. from the walking stage, then you run. Okay. So I would say Daddy has left us the pattern, but we have started crawling. All right, we're getting about to walk, and All from right. there we'll run. We.
powerful, powerful. What would be, Bishop Dick, what would be your advice to any young man serving under any great man of God? Oh, my goodness. We've messed up a big deal. But one of the things we should understand is that in the kingdom, mm -hmm. we have the called and we have the commissioned. Hmm. We have the called and the commissioned. Many are called, few are, few are chosen. The commissioned are the ones who have been given a mandate. Bishop Dag is the commissioned and has a lot of call on the him mm -hmm. to train them. Now for those of us who are under training in ministry, we are called to serve in the tent of the commissioned. Wow. In the tent of the commissioned, there's a stone which sharpens our gifts and callings. There are things the commission goes through. You will not go through it because mm. they have taken the blows and fought the wildest. Mm. But yet, they open us up for us to see their weaknesses so that we would not fall prey to, to those things. So they fight and we stand behind them. They mm. become a shield. And after we've learned a lot from them, God, if he wants you to be part of the ministry, he'll keep you there. All right. If he wants you to go to somewhere else and start your, it will be there. But then, don't run because you think you're talking, you're thinking about, I want to have a house, I want to have cars. Mm -hmm. You must go to God, having fulfilled your mandate. All right. Many things that I must have my own ministry. No, Joseph started having divisions. He served the vision of a hidden king mm -hmm. to fulfill his destiny. Wow. That's how it is. Something that you must be on your own. No. God would make sure that what he called you to mm -hmm. do in mm -hmm. that house, you will do it. Mm. In living place, you will do it. Mm -hmm. If he wants you to be on your own, God will prepare you for that. I so I will tell them that lesson. If you serve faithfully in the tent of the commission, there will be a time for you to be commissioned. Elisha served in the tent of Elijah. He was called. Yeah. But when the commission was taken away, he yeah. was commissioned. That is how it's wow. for all of us in ministry. Oh, wow. What are awesome, what are awesome words that take your time. Don't be in a rush. I will simply put it. Uh, take your time. Don't be in a rush. But I like what you said about the called and the commissioned. So that if you know that you are part of the called, don't fight to be commissioned. Just be happy to serve in the tent of the commissioned. And if that's God, your that's your training ground. That's, that's your training ground. And David had to serve in though King Saul mm -hmm. was rejected. Mm -hmm. You asked that why didn't God remove him? Mm -hmm. David was on my tour and ready yet to handle the kingdom. Wow. So God allowed Saul to be there to become the training ground of King David. Wow. And David learned a hard lesson. Mm. David could have fought Saul and yeah. won. Yeah. But you know something? He would have divided the kingdom. Yeah. Wow. But he remained till the man died naturally. Mm. And then he had a kingdom that is put together. Wow. To rule over. Instead of a separate, uh, divided kingdom, everybody living everywhere. That's awesome words. Thank you so much, uh, Bishop Israel Duke, uh, for coming all the way from Takradi. I'm so grateful. Having to drive all the way back to Takradi. God bless you so much for coming to share these wonderful truths with us. God bless you so much.